Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, first of all. We're 35 minutes late. We're actually adults and usually don't do this, but it's just the fucking way it is. I'm sorry. Welcome anyway. <laughs> nah, no worries, guys. I get how it is. It's the off-season. Everything's a little slow. It is. May I ask how old you are? I'm 24. 24. Yeah. Uh, and what's your background in soccer? Um, so I've played soccer my whole life. Obviously, I'm Spanish, Latino, so I've kind of been around it with my family uh, my whole life. Um, I was pretty good in high school, you know, nothing crazy. Um, could have gone to a crappy D3 school and rode the bench, but I decided to go to Penn State and party for four years instead. Um in college, just played IM, you know, had a beer or two before each game. Nice. Um, and then I decided to start a blog after college just for shits and gigs. I can curse, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Please fucking do. Um, yeah. Fire away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so I started the blog just for shits and gigs, and uh, that kind of went well, and now I'm just kind of writing a lot about it and uh, just kind of been obsessed my whole life. So that's, that's my And it kinda. seems like you're... You're uh, you've, you're involved in ICC, some International Champions Cup, and actually writing for the organization that runs it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I um, I connected with someone named Jack Grimsey. He used to work at Copa ninety. He was in the content team. He uh, was working with like Aaron West and Heath Pierce, um, and he would read my stuff. And he got signed on to a company that works at the ICC, and he said, "We need writers." I'm like. I'm not gonna say no yeah. that. Why not? No. Yeah. Um, so he hooked me up with a gig writing some articles, and actually he might be getting me press passes for uh, a couple games, including Real Madrid, Arsenal, and DC. So Sick. Um, that should be pretty. There's sweet. a couple, a uh, couple of games in Philly, aren't there? Um, I don't know if there are. I feel like if there were, they would be able to let me know and like get me gotcha. a press pass. So I haven't looked too far into it, honestly, but. If there's a game in Philly, I'll be going regardless, so that's, that's that. I was actually at the USA game on uh, Sunday, so maybe we can oh, touch no on that shit. for a bit, too. That's shit fest. Well, why don't we yeah. go right into it? That's a perfect little cool. little lead-in, and it was... Uh, <laughs> we have opinions. Yeah, tell us yeah, what you God. saw in we'll person there. Yours, first. Yeah. <laughs> Curacao has 160,000 people. We have 300. You know, I saw million. it was about the population of, of uh, Philly. I saw that on what? Twitter, which is... That Curacao is about the, the size of Philly. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah. Philly's 1.7, uh, 1.6 million. Uh, Curacao's 160 thousand. That's like oh that's like Lord. a small town in like that's like a town in like a big town in New Jersey it has like 150 thousand yep. people. It's like Grand Rapids, where I am. <laughs> We've got 200,000. I mean, it's it's yeah, disgraceful. So like, <laughs> and the fact that we have 350 million and probably just like such a large budget for the U.S. Soccer Federation, and we not only do we only win one nothing, but oh, we man. actually get outplayed by Curacao, which is just embarrassing. It's it's uh, horrible. I mean, what was it? Like? Was it just this? It, I mean, I'm, I'm imagine it's very frustrating in the stands. Probably even more so than watching it on yeah. TV because I could at least walk away and curse. Oh my god, it was brutal. I, honestly, I, I had a tweet that listed like five or six things. The first one was 
holy shit, there are so many uneducated soccer fans in this country. It's insane. There were people like a normal foul advantage was given, and people next to me were like screaming at the top of their lungs, like, why aren't you calling that a foul? That's a red card. Oh. I'm like, sit your ass down and like watch the game and let it play out. Like, give me a right. break. Look, why don't you look at it? We're about to lose to Curacao. Yeah, like, Zach Steffen had to have a pretty nice what little a save. save to... That was man. <laughs> oh my god. My other point was they had some USL guys on their squad. <sighs> the whole thing is just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And someone was like, "Well, Curacao <laughs> played us," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." But like, that's the problem. Like, they shouldn't be out playing yeah. us. Like, we shouldn't have to look at that game and be like, "Thank God it was one nothing." There's so many problems. I mean, they, they, they can't play out of the back. Mm-hmm. That's number, number one. Number one, they can't play out of the back. Bradley needs to go. I've actually been a Bradley go. sympathizer for him making the roster. But really? I actually, so I think he should be on the roster. Experience, let him kind of be there to, to shuffle in a new era. But there's no reason he should start at center holding mid when we have, like, McKenney on our team. He just is so slow. The amount of turnovers he had passing going forward was just like, what are you doing? It was just embarrassing watching him play. He was getting booed off the field. He's so slow. <laughs> so slow. He's so slow. That's my. That's the biggest problem. He's fine with the ball and not fine. He passes back all mm-hmm. the time. Passes into terrible space and, but he's just so slow. It's just unacceptable. I saw this. It's this one. This one point in the game, he was trying to bring the ball forward, and like three people got on him in like two seconds, and he was just lost. It was just like, and then he tried tracking back, and he just got torched. And I'm sitting here like, this is like, well, I don't even know. I couldn't even compare it to any like other pro athlete in American sports. Like just like the old vet that's just hanging around too long. that just needs to go. Hmm. The only Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich. Wow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh my Alonzo God. Alonzo morning. But even Sean Kirk Bradley. Heinrich was due for a couple good threes. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Later on yeah. in his career. Yeah, yeah, he plays That a is D. a bummer. Yeah. That's discouraging to hear about the fans because I, I haven't been in inter- any international games. I went to a Chicago Fire game to see Zlatan, um, and they, those fans were pretty good. I mean, they knew what was going on, but that, that's kind of yeah, a bummer, so, right? It, just a little discouraging. Like, that supports the culture not being advanced as well as the team in this case. I don't know. Yeah, and if you go to, like, a union game, it's great. There's a lot of educated fans. But for some reason, the crowd was just, like, a bunch of random people being like, oh, I'll buy tickets to this game in, like, America. And they just had no idea what they, mm. like, the wave was going, like, crazy. And the American outlaws were stopping the wave whenever it got to them because <laughs> they were like, stop doing the fucking wave. Watch the game and support. Like, we're trying to sing songs and chant here. We're not trying to, like, like, uh, uh it was just, the whole thing was just embarrassing. I sat in my seat the whole time. The whistle blew. I just got up and left. People were like, yeah, like clapping. I was like, what the hell are you clapping about? That was a pile of dog shit. Mm. I, I, I didn't even know where Curacao no. was until no. the Gold Cup. I, honestly. Th- I had to look it up and I was like, oh, near Aruba. They even have their own for language. For the record, if anyone know, wants to know. Really? Yeah, I'm about to look that up. It's a Dutch island. Oh, a Dutch settlement. Yeah, Aruba as well. Dutch settlement originally. Michael, they said the the thing that you quoted was the size of Philadelphia, like like physical surface ah, area, which go. is by the yeah, way that still would nothing. Make a lot more sense, of, which is still scary. discouraging. One of many wrong yeah. facts. That sounds a lot better. <laughs> but yeah. So Jamaica, they got Jamaica in the next round, which is still like if you win that, it'll be like yeah. I, I don't think there's Although any. They way. just lost them in the friendly. Yeah, I don't think there's any way we beat Jamaica, and even more so, I think if we played Ugh. Mexico in a final, we'd get smoked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're 
where are the next two games? You know? um, the finals in Chicago. The semifinal is in, I want to say Charlotte. Hmm. It's tomorrow night. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The, the semifinal, oh, it's in Nashville. Fuck that. Put the final gotcha. in Nashville. No Mexicans live in Nashville. <laughs> That's we'd, have a, we'd have a fucking home field advantage for the first time in a USA-Mexico game. Yeah. Did you watch the old uh, the Hex the Hex leading into the World Cup? <sighs> like the qualifying? Yeah. Oh God, that was miserable. Sad. I still lose, I still I lose mean, sleep over that shit. It's the same kind of yeah. a, a team, right? A small Caribbean island nation <laughs> kicking our ass. Uh, Trinidad. It's just like, well, I mean, Trinidad didn't kick our ass, but yeah, we should have beaten Trinidad. Uh, they just—it was an own goal. That's a, right. An absolutely absurd screamer from that one guy, and mm-hmm. the fact that we had to rely on a 17 or 18 year old kid to get us through qualifying kind of like just said it all, you know. And you know, I don't even remember who else was on the field for the most part. It was Dempsey, Altador, Donovan, Beasley. Not Donovan, sorry, Bradley. Uh, Beasley, I'm pretty sure. Gonzalez, and I think, like, Beasler started at the back. Yeah, Beasler was in the – he was in the hex a lot. He, he played a lot. He did play a lot. It was just like – and I don't know. I mean, it's 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 kind of dis- like just depressing, and I love the women's national team a lot, and seeing them do so well is just like – and that win today was fucking amazing. But then to just, like, turn and see this – it really just makes you think, like, oh, my God, these guys just suck. Yeah. Well, and the resources, too. That's yeah. what I don't – our other buddy Jimmy, um, the devil portion of of our trio, he talks – Yeah, we're both yeah. Tottenham fans. Okay. For the like record. I said, congrats on the signing. It's a big day for you guys. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. And actually yeah. – He signed some tan guy. Um, and and man. the first <laughs> signing we technically have is Jack Clark. Our first signing, like, 517 days, and he goes right back, back to, to Leeds, Leeds like, only Spurs. <laughs> they just loaned him right Spurs. away. <laughs> like, uh, which, I don't get why you don't just though. wait to like announce 19... that. Announce in Dembele first. Get everyone hyped. <laughs> yeah, right. like, and our right. first signing is yeah, some random white British dude who we're going to loan him. Clark, come on down. Get the fuck back to me. So, Jimmy, though, we talked to Jimmy a lot about, and he's a United fan, but but just about the American progression, because he's tracked it since he was a kid, and he's 30, he's our age, he's 32. And so he he's like, I don't know, I'm at a loss a lot of the time. It's the culture, it's the way that they train them and the system, and then pulling from MLS. I don't know. What's your take on, you know, what needs to change? I think the biggest thing is it's like a, a grassroots issue um and i think it starts with coaching like my experience playing soccer growing up it was like my first 10 years of development it wasn't development it was everyone fucking sit in a circle hold hands sing kumbaya and just kick the ball around you start off with a size three ball and then you move to a size four then you move to like a size five yeah wipe that shit start these kids on a size five ball when they're young there's no reason there's no reason to start yeah. these kids on a small ball. I didn't even think about unless that. Unless you're teaching specific technical things. Like, if the, like it just it blows my mind that that's a thing in this country. That We're the only country, I think, in the world, other than maybe, like, Canada, that doesn't have size five balls when you're, like, six or seven years old. I remember scaling up. Wow. I, when I was in soccer as a kid. I, this is blowing my mind. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I never even yeah. thought of the ball size. Yeah. It's insane. And for me, that's number one. Get these guys... 
get these kids playing on what they're going to be playing their whole life so they can get to know the ball. The second thing is yep. quit the BS about paying tens of thousands of dollars over several years just to have your kids play travel soccer or club soccer. There needs to be less barriers That's to from. entry to get some of these kids who are underprivileged, I hate to say it, they might be more athletic and more technically gifted, yeah. playing soccer when they're younger. I come from a, a pretty privileged area, and I can guarantee you all these kids just – we just all went to soccer practice. It didn't really matter. We all had fun. When you know, in reality, it's... Paid a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah. exactly. And in reality, around the world, it's... No, you go into a club right away. You're going to be with that club. You're going to train with that club. And you're going to do that up until you get out of high school. And then from there, that's when, you, that's when it, kind of, it kind of develops, right? But yeah. my last thing is, is kids stop, got to stop going to college for soccer if they want to actually have a real career. It's not going to work. You look at some of the best young players in America right now, McKenney, Pulisic, and all these other young players that are coming out of the Ajax, PSV, just these young, talented kids. They didn't go to college and play so They didn't waste three or four years of their development playing under crappy college coaches. Look at Jordan Morris. He went to Stanford for four years, and he was supposed to be our next best striker, and now he can't even get into the starting lineup. It just Interesting. We're trying, we're trying to relate soccer as another American sport. Yeah. And we just can't have that American brain when we're looking at Square it. peg, round hole, and you're saying strap yourself to a club. It makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, we we follow our squads over in Europe, and Honestly, they, you know, they're with a club since they're eight years old. and It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. But I think that all goes back to promotion and relegation because you don't get these. America's huge. You don't Facts. have these development academies in smaller-sized cities yeah. because no one's going to fucking buy into a smaller-sized city if you can't get promoted. So then... The only developments like these giant cities is just. Michael's a uh, big pro rel guy. Is he? <laughs> big I'm time. All for it. Big time. I am too. He's yeah. just very vocal about it. I like to give him shit. So, Michael, tell me, kind of, tell me what your thoughts are exactly. Then I'll, I'll get into what I'm thinking. What about pro rel? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple thoughts on it. The first thought is that MLS could do it. They could expand to enough teams and then split MLS in between two divisions and then do promotion relegation within yeah. MLS. Fine. Make the league a little better. But I think that USL Championship, USL League 1, is, and then whatever is under that, I think there's a League mm-hmm. 2, is setting themselves up a little better. It's, it's the model of smaller cities where promotion re- if they instituted promotion relegation, then you're getting these just... Um, economically and geographically diverse areas having teams and supporters and it's just so much better so anyone that institutes promotion relegation in my opinion like will have a more interesting I think it it develops more competition in the league it makes it more exciting to watch everything means a lot more if you're the San Jose Earthquakes sucking for three years in a row being at the bottom of the table will actually be really bad for your club yeah. so it'll motivate yeah. it'll motivate <laughs> owners to spend more care more and my only issue is I, I'm for per promotion relegation I think it should be a thing I just don't think the league is ready yet and I think that there's two main aspects first of all the number of teams mm. you need to set a foundation of teams first and not just teams I think financially sound teams right teams that are in sure. good financial standing that could survive relegation I could probably think of probably half the teams in the MLS that if they got relegated, they could be fucked. Like, you look at you look yeah. at the Union. If they got relegated, no one's showing up to games, and they're all you think oh no so? way, and they're already stingy with their money. Where, hmm. where's the stadium? Is it close to downtown? So all the Philly sports stadiums are in the same massive parking yeah, lot. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the soccer's over there too. But 
the Union Stadium's about 20 minutes away in, like, the slums of Philly in Chester, PA. And it's not the end of the world. It's right off a highway. It's not, like, dangerous. Yeah. It's not in a really, really bad spot. But if it were next to the other stadiums, I guarantee you, I guarantee you they'd have more people going. That's a different conversation. Hmm. But if they got relegated, they just people wouldn't go. Our owner already doesn't spend. If he loses that much revenue from not being in the league, he wouldn't spend even more. So I think what it is is get more teams in, right? Get to that 30-ish, 35-team league, hmm. right, where you can say, all right, now these owners are paying $200 million as expansion fees. That's already a massive initial investment. And you're going to tell these owners, yep. listen, we're going to move to promotion relegation. If you don't think you can handle this get the fuck out, right? If you're not going to be an Arthur Blank like of sell? Atlanta United, where if you're going to come in and spend so much money, give real facilities, real stadiums, give these teams a lot of money and, like, liquid money to spend quickly, you're going to get relegated and your team's going to go under. So maturity, I think that, like, saying. give it a little bit of time. Yeah. A little maturity for the league. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense, though. Like, if you look at the English ladder, if you will. I mean, those those teams are sustainable beyond... I mean, they're, they hurt. You look at the Sunderland mm-hmm. documentary. They hurt, mm-hmm. but they're alive. Um, they're embedded yeah. enough. Their fan base right, is there for them. because they can build them. from small to yeah, big. Yeah, the supporters naturally. don't disappear uh, when they drop, yeah. you know, completely. Because they're in town. Teams need to, yeah. yeah, and teams need to establish that financial foundation to where if something tragic like that does happen, happen they'll survive. Makes sense. But I can, I can guarantee you there's... You look at, like, San Jose, you look at Philadelphia, even things like Chicago. There's just so many franchises that struggle for attendance already. They're not spending a a fuck ton of money. They don't look like they're doing that well. If they got relegated, who knows what could happen? And that, for the league, would be so worrisome. And it it just, I think it needs a little bit more time. Uh, Owners coming in, investing more money, and kind of being more prepared. Because think about how shitty it would be for owners... Who came in at like I think the union owner in 2010? The, the expansion fee was 20 million, right? It's now 200. Million. Yeah, damn. If the owner, if you come in in 20 million and you get relegated, you're like, like I can't financially handle this. Yeah. Now, if someone like Arthur Blank, who's bajillionaire, he can handle it, right? Yeah. But some of these owners who paid those small fees right. early on, they get weeded out. They could be fucked. So it, hmm. it's yeah. going to be hard to kind of figure that out. But you're right. It, like, if we want to make MLS a legit league, it has to happen. Interesting. Yeah. But those are so many yeah, good points. And honestly, do you think that the globalization of soccer, American players wanting to play in Europe because you see it all the time? Is Desaturating. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> I don't know if it's fucked forever. It's definitely like it'll never be a top league everyone always says it'll end up being a top there's just no way it'll end up being a top league what's a top league what do you consider just ripped the free kick into the corner oh nice um oh yeah yeah. argentina who is it brazil argentina copa america semifinal there's been like seven pulling you away from that no you're good don't worry about it we want to hear the feedback Um, that's good shit (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's it's on telemundo You'd hear some fucking feedback, that's for sure. Um, it's one nothing Brazil. But anyway, nice. uh, where were we? I, I think let's move on. We got deep yeah, into We're like talking about MLS, saturation US of, of uh, good American talent going overseas instead of playing in the domestic league. Yeah. yeah. I'll touch right. on that for five, for five seconds because I think it is important. They need to go out early. Get the young Americans out of the system and get them in the European systems right now because they're not going to grow in the MLS systems. One or two yeah. might, but in the end, I don't think they will grow. I think it's a necessity. It's fair. It's fair, man. It is. 
Absolutely fair. Uh, All right, where should we go, Micah? You know, you should dub some really depressing music over the last like five minutes. He can do that. <laughs> he can do that. Uh, yeah. uh, all right, so Man City, you're a Man City fan. Yes, yeah? I have. Yes, I am, and I have been for a while. So, but get your jokes in now. How long? No jokes, um, man. So, the year when they won the title against United, um, I got a Kun Aguero jersey for Christmas because I was obsessed with Aguero and Yaya Torre. And yeah. I loved their yeah. kits, and I kind of hadn't really settled on a team yet. And they reminded me a lot of, like, the Eagles, where it's like they haven't won in fucking forever. Their fans are just negative. They always think they're going to lose. They always think they're going to blow it. They're overshadowed, right, us with New York, all the New York teams and stuff like that. And I kind of just saw them go on this run, and I was like, that's, that's like, what I would feel like if the Eagles went on, like, a Super Bowl run. Um, and I kind of just fell in love with it. And then the second Aguero put that goal in, I found myself just, like, screaming at the top of my lungs, running around. And I was just like, I, I mean, this is it, man. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm a, I'm a City fan. So I had no idea who owned them. I had no idea how much money they had. I had no idea the specifics, none of the history. I had no idea. I was, I was like, a sophomore, junior in high school, right? So... I kind of just went with it, and, and then from there it just kind of became a thing. That's how you should go for it, though, That's, you know? It should be yeah. should be gut. It shouldn't be, like, a detailed yeah. analysis. Yeah. I've only been watching since last season. Like, I started beginning of last season, and I've only been a fan, like, a year and change now. And you picked and Spurs? Same thing, like... I was, uh, I was vague. Nah, I'm yeah, because this motherfucker was an influence. I was vague <laughs> yeah. on that bandwagon, yeah. Honestly, I started watching before... I started watching the season before last. Okay. Yeah. And then was a fan, legit, watched every game, almost Good every game, Champions League and EPL. And, I, like, I just fell in love with soccer. It came from basketball before and football. It's so good. But yeah, I've been, I've been since Poach got hired. That was the year I started watching. I just picked them because they were kind of like the Lions. Like, they're just kind of shit. Like, mid-table. They're very much like the Lions. Maybe, yeah. like, they'll sneak into the top four. And I was like, all right, they're, they're like, close. Noise. They're close to being decent. And I've just been... Very, very happy with the last uh, five years. So, yeah. And Dembele. Yeah. Holy shit. So how about City <laughs> as far as transfers go? Uh, what's going on yeah. and, and how, are you, how are you feeling about the offseason, if there is a feeling? Um, so there's definitely good feeling. I mean, obviously coming off of domestic trouble, it's hard to have bad feelings. Um, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. There are. It's it's hey man, it's technically a domestic quadruple, but you know whatever. I'm not gonna get too far into it. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't count the Community Shield though. I'm not gonna. Count I was gonna shield. say I I uh, wonder I about that. that. I always do. What is the Community? That's a tournament shield. in the beginning oh, no, of the, the year. Community <laughs> Shield. Yeah. The Community Shield this year is gonna be City Liverpool, which is gonna be fantastic. Oh, That's gonna be a great game. That um, is. Yeah, it's the beginning of the year, so, Michael. It's actually before the Premier League season starts, right? Yeah, it's like the week before the Premier League starts. It's just a game between the winner of the league and the winner of the FA Cup. And then if the if the winner of the league wins both, then it goes to the League Cup, and then it goes to whoever just came in second in the league. It's fun. And so that huh. is Liverpool. Um, but yeah, City's off season. Um, here's how I put it: It sounds like well, City don't need to buy anyone. Well, like, that's not true at all. Brazil up to nothing. Nice. What? Oh, yeah. poor Messi. Firmino. Uh, um, keep talking. I'm gonna look up the uh, stats so, here. So. It's, it's, it's kind of a misnomer thinking that they don't need to change anything. Fernandinho's getting old, and he can't play 50, 60 games. He just can't. He's got too many miles on him. 
So they, they pointed out we need a kind of a replacement, a long-term replacement for him. So we've gone out and we've basically gotten Rodri from Atletico Madrid. Um, he's like your classic holding midfielder. He's got super long legs, great at tackling, great at passing. Just like your classic Spanish holding midfielder. Much like as if Busquets had testicles, right? And could like really tackle. Um, and then we kind of need some outside back help because Mendy's always hurt. Zinchenko is our left back, but he's technically a center midfielder. Pep just put him at left back. Hmm. Um, our right back's Kyle Walker. We don't really have a bad, good backup for him. You have like Danilo, but he gets also plays center midfield because we don't have a backup center. Mid- so it's just the whole thing. So um, it's depth, depth looking- signings other than Fernandinho, straight swap. And then what about company? Yep. Uh, is he is he taken off Com- or? Company took off. Okay. He's at Anderlecht to be a player coach. Firmino. Firmino scored, yeah, the, second, scored the second goal. And Jesus scored the first. They've been like classic easy like FIFA goals where it's like across across the box to an open guy in the box who's just going to tappy put it right in the net. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you got company taken off. Actually. I mean, uh, center back then? Yeah, so company yeah. took off. Um, what the plan with that's supposed to be is – uh, you still have Stones, you still have Otamendi, you still have Laporte, right? Yeah. Uh, it is a little shaky with those three, but it's not the end of the world. Company the last year and a half or so hasn't been as involved as you think. He's had a lot of injuries. He's just getting old. Yeah. So those three have really been the center backs for, for a year and a half now. Okay. But long term, we'll probably have to invest in another center back. We have uh, a couple that are coming up from the academy that will probably be good depth spots. But I can see it being an issue this this season for sure, especially with the lack of leadership, who's going to take over the captain role and stuff like that. Um, for outside back, they were thinking about getting Jao Concelo from Juventus. He would fit like a glove under Pep. I think that'd be amazing. Um, and it's kind of weird to say, oh, all they need is Rodri and Jao Concelo, and that'll be like, I don't know, <laughs> $150 million, like whatever. That's um, nothing. But yeah, so that's kind of where we stand in the offseason now. Um, I mean, it's hard to be upset with anything that's going on. No doubt. Very fair. Very fair. And, I mean, do you look back at last year, you're, you got to be just still buzzing um, with a treble. It's, it's great. It was a dream. Yeah. It was a dream, but, you know, obviously that Spurs loss was really yep. tough. It's just going to bring that um, up. VAR, me lord. VAR. I'll tell you what, a lot of City fans... The game was crazy. That was honestly one of the best... Like, after the game, obviously I was just like, God, I hate my life. But I just sat there and I was like, that was one of the best soccer games I've ever had, like, the privilege to watch. Oh, we got a nice fight here. Nice. And one of your squads was involved. Like, I'm with you. I, I was on the floor, like, half... Most of the second half, just, like, palpitations. Well, that second sunny goal, I was like... Yeah, we got it. The we first twenty-five it. minutes then, were the most absurd. And I'm at work, and I'm like, oh. I'm like yelping, and I'm like hitting my desk, and people are like, "What the fuck?" I know this kid's obsessed with soccer, but like, what the fuck is going on over there? And then you see me like yell, and then I'm like, "Ah, we scored!" And then it's just like I drop to the floor, and like I just wanted to start crying. And then that Aguero called Sterling. Oh God, just what Sterling. minute was Sterling, that in? Yeah. Was that Sterling? That was yeah. 96th, 5th? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. late. It was late. And I couldn't believe it. It just it felt like it was like, oh, my God, this is Aguero part two when we won the league with Aguero. And then just to, I turned away to, like, hug one of my colleagues who was, like, kind of in the vicinity, like, peeking over watching. 
and I hear in my ear, it was like, oh no, and they're checking VAR, and they're going to wipe the goal off the board, and I just was like, no. I was just like, this is, it doesn't get much lower than this. I couldn't have gone from like a high <sighs> to just like a kick in the dick. Like quicker in your entire life, courtesy of VAR. And I mean, you guys, and it was so right close call. too. It was the right call. It was the right call. Yeah, that's fair. Can't be mad. It just sucked yeah. how it happened. No doubt. Hey, yeah. you got another Champions League run, and I mean, you got to feel so good about uh, winning yeah. the league. I mean, that is that is sweet. I'll at. tell you what, the winning the league thing was just great because you, know, you got 14 games left, and it was like you can't lose any of them. You know, Liverpool's not going to lose them. You have no room to drop any points. And it was just an absolute slugfest. Yeah. And each game was terrifying. I mean, just utterly terrifying. Because you just never know in this goddamn sport who you're going to lose to, how you're going to lose. In some freakish way, we could barely get by Burnley, but then we could, like, crush a team. You know, <laughs> we'd beat Brighton. We crushed Brighton the last day of the season. And that wasn't even easy, though. So credit to Liverpool yeah. to have one of the best seasons ever and not win. That's such an accomplishment i hate giving out like participation trophies but you can't not look at that and just be impressed but yeah i'm buzzing man. for sure and was company the burnley game company was the leicester okay game. that was fucking um, amazing that <laughs> so was sick. i have watched that to titanic music with tears running down my face probably 15 times. oh yeah i'll get home like drunk on like a saturday night i'll just <laughs> pop that on my phone with headphones on and my heart will go on, and I would just, like, cry. It's just, You're like, I'm ready just, for some emotions. Let me fire that company video up again. Yeah, it's right, great, man. man. Oh, my God, it's amazing. It was just such but, a um, pure hit, too. His top corner. Oh, oh, it was so good. You can tell he wanted it. Then he took one more touch. Yeah. He was hesitant. And everyone was like, dude, what are you yeah. doing? And then he just rips it, and you're like, <laughs> don't. Never mind. Uh, and it had to be him. And it's one of his last games at home. And it was just perfect. Magnificent. Perfect. Truly. Yeah, right, I got I got two more Man City questions for you. Who is your favorite player? That's kind of like under the radar. And then who's your least favorite player mm-hmm. on the squad? Um, under the ra- it was Bernardo, but now he's not very under the radar anymore. Obviously, um, still counts. Benjamin Mendy is my favorite player under the radar. Uh, he played like nine games in the Premier League this season. He had five assists. He was like. Mm. He was like second. I think he was third or fourth in assists for defenders, and he played nine out of Damn. thirty-eight games. Um, huh. He's just is an absolute beast. Of course, when he's healthy, he's not tearing all of his knee ligaments. Um, <laughs> but he's just like he's chief morale. He's just partying all the time, keeping everyone happy. I think he's an actual great outside back. Very fast, very strong. Can rip a ball into the box. Um, so that's my favorite under the radar. My least favorite under the radar. Fuck. Um, that's such a hard question. Honestly, it might be John yeah. Stones. Yeah. You guys are good. I think it might be John Stones. Um, actually, fuck John Stones. Not John Stones. Kyle Walker. Oh, like, Kyle wow. Walker's great. Kyle Walker's great, but there are moments where Kyle Walker just forgets how to defend. And he's just mm-hmm. scrambling, and he just jumps into a tackle, and he fouls someone, or he goes too far forward. He scored an absolute, like, 30-yard bomb, like, four games into the season last year. And then whenever he had the chance, he just started ripping shots into, like, the 15th row. And it was like, you know, you're crushing the buildup here. But that that's probably my, yeah. my most and least favorite. That's a great Kyle question. likes to be uh, offensively minded. We saw that at Spurs. <clears throat> he has his moments yeah, where, you're, he, uh, yeah, defensively, you're like, what are, you, what are you doing, Kyle? Come on. And he's so fast down, and talented. Right? Um, so it's... 
it's frustrating sometimes. But he's he's amazing though. It's a good that's a good signing. It was a good buy for fifty mil. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's fast as shit. Yeah, he is. Good going forward. Yeah. I would so I want to be cognizant of your time. You mentioned you have to go. I got probably, your, I got probably uh, like five or, five or six, maybe ten minutes. All right, cool. We'll let, we'll let it roll then. Um, so the next question is: there is there any other team in the in the Premier League that you like? Oh yeah, kind absolutely. Of yeah, completely. So I'm, I'm like a Newcastle stand kind of. Um, the fact that a club like that that got relegated came right back up. They have the worst owner maybe in sports. And they still pack a 55,000-person arena in a tiny town. They're the only team in that town. Um, and they just have that spirit. I just, I just kind of love that. Um, oh, man. That's probably the one. I was a big fan of Wolves and how they played this past year, too. Um, the fact that you can just come into the Premier League in your first season and just come in seventh place at the Everton Cup as some people like to call it seventh place <laughs> and just kind of like announce yourself as like a real force that's fucking impressive no doubt we like both yeah. those squads yeah. on this on this pod uh, Maiko is Good. a big um, Almiron supporter and so therefore yes. Newcastle in general and he played unbelievable yeah. for Paraguay in the Copa America I mean he was one of the best players at the tournament I would say I did catch one of their games, and I did see him play pretty baby. well. It looked like he was playing up top. Yeah, babyface Miggy. He just honestly is like their number 10. He just gets the ball and just does whatever he wants mm. with it. Talented. So, and, and uh, do you have any favorite players in the Premier League off of Man City? Outside of Man City, favorite players in the Premier Nuno, um, or not Nuno, uh, Ruben Neves from Wolves, oh, their yeah. holding midfielder. He's fresh. Um Christian Pulisic. <laughs> he is in now. It counts now. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We'll take that um, one. If Pulisic scores like a hat trick against City, I would not even be mad. Honestly, uh, that's what we discussed yeah. on a pod. It's like when he plays Tottenham. Yeah. You know, I want Tottenham to win like four or three. Pulisic yeah. Yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Won't happen. Um, What's your prediction for him on Chelsea? It's gonna be. I mean, like it, he's gonna take a bit of time. I think Lampard's perfect for them. I also have a great take on Chelsea this year. I think they are in a great spot. They're in a great spot. And hear me out. They have a transfer ban. Their coach just left. But they have such low expectations. No one's expecting them to make a ton of noise, right? They're bringing in a lot of low knees. They're going to bring in Lampard. He's going to be their guiding, like, kind of like, hold my, like, I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to get through this together. The, no one's going to expect them out of them. <laughs> and they're still going to be pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. Especially once Odoi yeah. gets back. They just got Kovacic on, on uh, a permanent deal from the loan. That's right. So, they squeezed I mean, that in. I was reading about that. They squeezed Dude. that. I don't think, like, everyone thinks they're falling apart. And in reality, you look at Spurs. They didn't make a signing for two or three years, and they made a Champions League final. No doubt. Like, it's okay. Lampard's going to know the club. No one. They're going to give him a ton of room. If he doesn't do well, that's okay. Like, they have just no pressure to do well. If they do not so well, it's not the end of the world. So I think they're in a great spot. And I think Pulisic under Lampard's going to be good. He's going to show them the ropes of the club. I mean, you couldn't ask for a, for a better for a better gig for that. That's fair. They, I feel like they we talked a lot about Sarri and how much they got beat up this year. And they ended up third. Like, it was not a, a devastating year. Europa yeah. League winners. Yeah. They had a yeah. great yeah. season. And really, they only lose. Yeah. Has, I mean, they only lose best player in the league in my opinion yeah. but i mean yeah you're gonna find a ways to, to produce and at worst case scenario they make fifth 
they're still in the Champions League this year. No, they, no. they make fifth. They make like a decent run in the Champions League. I don't know. I mean, it could be a disaster, but I think that like, like on a low key scale, they'll be okay. I think that's fair. They have a good foundation, man. They, yeah. I mean, they, they're solid across the board every year. They don't Outside drop off. of their owner being in exile. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> which is just ridiculous. The fact that he can't enter the country, but that's for another. That's for another day. I feel like the media likes to shit on them too. I, almost, you have a ton of support for Chelsea, but then they also are like easy targets. I don't know. That's been my observation. Though, just watching for five, six years. I don't know why that no, is. Yeah, they are. They're, they're definitely easy targets. I think it was they had so much success in like the mid to late two thousands, early two thousand tens, that when they started kind of going downhill, it was pretty noticeable. I mean, you go from winning a Champions League in twenty twelve. Yeah having a 95 point season like three years ago but then dropping to 10th place so it's kind of like they've really kind of like fallen off pretty quickly after their successes so i guess they're an easy joke yeah so they were 10th a couple years ago yeah they won the league and then they went right to 10th the year leicester won they won and leicester won the next year and then they dropped to 10th when leicester won the that's right that was that was a crazy yeah yeah it was nuts absolutely nuts so do you follow any other leagues besides um, – er, er, what else do you have soccer-wise that you, you would like to yeah, talk, so, talk about? Yeah, so, I mean, I love all leagues. I mean, obviously Champions League, it goes without question. Um, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, just the major five leagues, England, Spain, Germany, France, Italy. Um, I try to do France, but, like, sweet PSG wins the league by, like, February, yeah. so that shit doesn't matter. Um but, yeah, I, I try to watch as much as I can. I wake up on Saturdays at, like, 7 a.m. sometimes and just crush soccer until, like, 4 p.m. Um, That's great. I, I, think that, I think that Serie A is about to become this, one of the best leagues in the world. I think Inter, really? Inter and AC Milan yeah. are about to go on an upswing. Juve's really good, cool. right? But Napoli's also gotten a lot better. You also have Roma. Fiorentina was just bought by a, a New York billionaire and they're going to start spending quiche and i think that it's just like the competition is going to start there's going to be a power six like there is in england real soon i think that's going to be something to look out for for sure inter yeah juve hasn't lost in years right? yeah they won what eight straight they haven't but like when i was starting to play fifa in college i loved inter milan that was my squad and um samuel eto I mean, Ibra was, was there for a minute. Zlatan was there for like a year Diego or two. Diego Milito. Milito too. was the, unbelievable. Two goals in the final. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, they were, the they were solid. So was AC Milan for a long time. And those are two powerhouses that have kind of been dormant, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. And when Jose coached Inter, they were just ridiculous. Defensively um, as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now you've got Conte going to Inter. I wrote a piece on how Conte is going to look at Inter for the ICC. Check it out. little plug there. Yeah. Um, but nice. it's they're going to be good. They just got Diego Godin to, to man the center back position. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, I think that that league is going to start to kind of be that secondary league. And I bought ESPN Plus and for five bucks a month or whatever it is. And you can watch all the Serie A games on there. So, like, I crushed that shit uh-huh. big time for sure. But That's fun. I have ESPN Plus. I didn't even know you could all crush All MLS, all Serie A, all the, like, domestic cups in, like, the world. Copa America right now. Uh, USL is on there, I think. Carabao was on there. FA Cup was on there. The championship was on there. That's right. Literally every single soccer league you would want to watch could probably be on there. So, uh, not to plug ESPN, not that they need any more. Yeah, they don't need any more, but that was fun watching the championship. (laughs) So, uh, I gotta say, how do people find you? Are, uh, 
20 listeners or yeah, so. Yeah, 20. Well, hopefully that goes <laughs> up today. I'll spread the word for sure. Um, All right, cool. You can find me on Twitter at Nico DeGallo. Like, it's Pico DeGallo, N-I-C-O-D-E-G-A-L-L-O. Uh, my blog is called canikickit.blog. Um, it's a gambling oriented blog as well. So if you're looking to, play some, I was up 15 units this year. So hundred bucks on every bet makes you 1500 bucks. Um, so if you ever need help gambling soccer, I'm your guy and, like that. um, check out some articles in the yeah. ICC this summer. Uh, the most recent article got put out to 3 million people on social media. So I saw that and I was immediately like, Oh fuck. Like, I hope I didn't. Miss this <laughs> That's incredible. So, Very cool. man. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so, uh, Are you an aspiring writer? I I or, guess. I mean, this is a pretty big gig. It's a, it's a pretty legit site, and I'm kind of just rolling with it, and it seems to be going well, and uh, I get a lot of good feedback. I think my blog just hit uh, 12,000 12, views in about a year and a half, and just nice. normal guerrilla marketing, not even really sending it to anyone. So. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. that's me. Very cool. All right, man. We'll start we sure retweeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, listen, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Sorry, I got to go a little early, um, but no, we were uh, yeah, no absurdly late. <laughs> thanks for taking the time. Good so talking with you. On us. And, and listen, yeah. guys. Whenever you need an extra guest, I'd love to be on. It's my pleasure. I had a great time. Appreciate it, Nico. All right, you're a Man City <laughs> expert. Man. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Cheers. First time in 517 days. Most importantly, with this signing, is the support from. The board and the chairman of Mauricio no, Pochettino. Right He's been talking in the media for really about a year and a half, two years, about how they need to change the way that they act. And that's a not-so-subtle hint that he's been saying, basically, you need to start spending some money. I understand the new stadium, but I need some more players. I need some more quality. And I'm going to bail. Like, and I've stuck... To be fair, he's stuck it out, like, big time. He could have gone to Real Madrid. He openly discussed the fact that he turned down Real Madrid um, two years ago. He had the United rumors this year. He's very much uh, in demand, and he could have bailed a couple years ago for sure. So we're grateful to have him. I'm thrilled that Levy and the board are finally backing him. Hopefully one other solid signing at least, and he can feel like he's getting the resources he needs. So just a, a good day. Happy to get a big sign like this across the um, across the line, especially when other big teams could have come and gotten this talent. Uh, so it feels great that he's coming to Spurs. Yay! You're still mad about golf.